top, top of the morning to you. This is your girl, you know, Fabulous Frida, always your host, here to bring you the most on WDGS on your podcast station. I tell you today, 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 isn't it a beautiful day? Well, let me say, in my demographic location and station, it's beautiful. I tell you, the atmosphere is beautiful beautiful. And this is the thing that's so amazing. And I get so excited. And I hope and pray that you get excited too. It's exciting to be thankful. It's exciting to be grateful. It's exciting. It's exciting. It's exciting. Listen to me. If you are a Bible reader, a Bible studier, and if you're not one, let me tell you why I'm always so excited. I'm like a little kid because my Bible says that except we come as little children. And one thing about if you ever sit around and watch your little kids, they can get excited about some of the least little things. They don't need a real car. They'll get excited about a play play car. Listen, when you are excited about the things and the simplicity, this is what Jesus was teaching when he said in Luke chapter 10, except you come as little kids. This is the thing about little children. They may fall out. But they don't need a mediator. You ever notice this? You got to pay attention to little children now. They don't need somebody to really mediate for them to start back playing together. Oh, God, help me today. You know, you got some grown, stiff-necked, hard-hearted people. They got to talk to two and three and four, five people. Even if they're going to try to make a decision, shit, they speak and shit, they not speak. Oh, God, help me today. But when you watch little kids, even when they get a pop-pop, You can pop your kids for doing something wrong. And they'll still turn around. And sometime after, immediately after you pop them, they'll reach out for you to pick them up and embrace them. See, when we get that kind of spirit upon us, that no matter what somebody said, no matter what somebody did, even if they gave us a pop pop, you know, we can still reach out for them to receive us in love. You ever even see little kids, they can get upset. They can get so upset sometimes. They'll tell their mama them nowadays, these new kids. I'm mad with you. And the parents sometimes may laugh at them. And they may put them on a timeout. But how long before that wear off is what I'm saying. And you got some grown people. Oh, God, help me today. Except they come as little kids. I'm telling you what the spirit been dealing with me on. People got to push past their personalities. So many times people will get and they'll think, well, this just how I am. No, that's just how you choose to be. Because you don't have to stay there. You don't have to be there. You don't have to stay there. And you don't have to go there. I want to talk to you this morning about don't get it twisted. And don't stay twisted. Some people stay twisted. Some people get it twisted. And see, I'm dealing in this aura in my spirit. As I commune with God, I've been in some quiet places. I've been deep diving into the word. God had me studying the book of Daniel. Now he got me over into the book of Luke. So, you know, when the last podcast I did, I came out of the book of Luke chapter, I believe it was chapter 10 or 11, when I talked about how this lawyer wanted to challenge Jesus in the greatest commandment, which is to love. So now today, 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 I want to back up in the book of Luke and tell you, don't get it twisted. I've been sitting and I've been I've been actually doing more journaling. I don't know how many of you all journal, but let me tell you something about journaling. It is very therapeutic. Yes, you have to be still and sit still. See, journaling requires patience. And patience is truly a virtue. Not only is it a virtue, but it's also one of the gifts of the spirit. And it is mandated. And see, when I hear people, they always busy people. 
and that will disempower you. Oh, I hope somebody grab this. When you're not positioning yourself to get a closer walk with God. This is why if you pay attention when you study the word of God, that 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 Jesus handpicked the disciples. Oh God, help me today. If you ever noticed in the occupation of the people that Jesus picked, he picked people that knew how to patiently be still. When you got people always running and ripping and running, and that's sometimes how people call me. I just listen to them sometimes. I say, is they ever? Still, and when some people get so still, they can't do nothing but fall asleep. They haven't con- conducted a spirit that teaches them how to be still. And, and, and let me tell you something, because I gotta tell you something. Don't get it twisted, and don't stay twisted. Don't stay twisted when you go to a doctor. Let me put this question out here. Don't stay twisted. All of us need a primary physician. Even little kids. From the time you're born, a doctor is there. You ever paid attention to that? That's a divine purpose. Doctors are here for purposes. Even if you're not in a hospital. You may be delivered by somebody, but they still need you to follow up to the doctor. Doctors are very significant in this land. Ministers are very significant in this land. So don't stay twisted. But I want to ask you this question. And I'm going to read to you today, actually, from my journal. (laughs) You know, most of the time, I'm freestyling like I have up until this point. But I've been journaling for the last few days because as God been ministering to my spirit, I've been saying, oh, that's good. So I take notes from the Holy Spirit. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. If you any part of the fivefold ministry, sometimes you may take notes from the Holy Spirit as it speaks to you. Sometimes you may take notes as God speaks to you. And that's why every person in the fivefold ministry, at some point in time, you're in the class, the spiritual class of God. And anytime you go to class, you need to take notes. Now, sometimes I put my notes in my note taker sitting on my phone as God give them to me and the Holy Spirit guides me. And sometimes I take out pencil and paper. Because it becomes more therapeutic when I write down what the Spirit is saying. So this morning in my writing, the Spirit said, don't stay twisted. And I tell you how I derived at that because somebody asked me with three people, three separate people asked me three questions this week. And out of those questions, I began to commune because see, this is what I do. I always want to make sure to give people an answer in season and out of season. And I want to give them the right answer. And my spirit can't be busy. It can't be rushed. I can't be talking out the side of my neck and off the top of my head. I got to know what the spirit is saying. So therefore, I spend a lot of time. And this is why I tell people, and I know they get a little perplexed. I am never bored. Hello. I'm never bored. Never, ever, ever. I remember from a little girl when I told my grandmother one time that I was bored. My grandma made me get up and clean up after I had already cleaned up. And then she made me go get a dictionary and an encyclopedia and look up some words and learn some history. And my grandmother taught me at a young age, never use that word Because there's always something to do. Now, whether or not you choose to do it is the thing. But I was taught that as a child. And that's why when people cheer me, tell me, I'm bored. And they think you got to go spend money. Give them a dictionary. Give them an encyclopedia. Help them. Give them a Bible. Tell them to go pray. Or teach them, better yet, how to pray. There's so many things you can do right in your house. And I know a lot of folks need to establish order. Hello. That you should never be bored. And that's what I want to tell you. Because when you say things like that, you twist it. So don't stay twisted. I 
ask you this question, and I want you to really, really, really allow this question to saturate your spirit. Would you go to a doctor who you know is not treating your body to make you well? That's the question. Yes or no? I'm reading from my journal now because this is the, this is how I introduce my writing. Don't stay twisted. Would you go to a doctor who you know is not treating your body to make you well or desire for, or desire for you to be well? That's a question I ask myself. And my answer is no. Well, neither shall you go do the same with your spirit. Oh, God, help me today. Who would you choose a doctor to give you bad news but make you better? Or a doctor who gives you good news and hides your condition from the treatment to heal your condition? That you can have a longer life. Which would you choose? Let me repeat that. Because see I'm reading so let me, let, me, let me talk. Which would you choose? A doctor that gives you bad news. But that bad news can make you feel better. Or a doctor who gives you good news. But they hiding your condition. From you getting the treatment to heal your condition and extend you to have longer life. Which would you choose? The willingness for the treatment to be cured relies upon each of us to endure and go through. In order for us to be cured, we got to rely each of us on to endure and go through. But the choice to get this treatment should not be should not be decided by the doctor. The doctor should put all the cards on the table concerning our bodies. And that doctor should not let our condition be left in his hands. Who only ultimately Position under oath is to teach us, tell us, and treat us to the best of their ability to help make us better. And sometimes, in order to help make us better, it may require receiving bad news in order for us to get better results for our body. Now, let me let me kind of paraphrase just a little bit. Ultimately, a doctor is under an oath. And that oath encourages a doctor, no matter what news they have to tell us, that they're going to tell us and then allow us to get the treatment we need to get better. Or they're going to tell us and we're going to take it and choose not to be treated and get worse and live shorter lives. Listen to me. Doctors takes oath. And that oath indicates they have your best interests at heart. And sometimes even when people have your best interests at heart, they may have to say some bad news to you. They may have to tell you something you don't like. They may tell you something you don't want to hear. But even in the course of that, it's designed to help make you feel better. Now, anyone that ministers the gospel, they make an oath as well. And they make an oath with God. This is why I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking anybody. Listen and hear me very clearly. You can go to school a hundred years for theology if that's your desire. But according to God, that's not a require. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. It's according to God. Because nobody in the Bible really indicated that they got a master of divinity. That's man requirement. But God requirement. 
is that you follow him. And there's nowhere else in that Bible from Genesis to Revelation and all the books that they didn't insert between that would tell you otherwise. Because there were many, 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 many times that a lot of the the kingship, the judgeship, and the anointingship that fell upon the lives of the biblical and spiritual leaders was when they were children. Hello. So they, they, they hadn't even been, they hadn't even reached college age. And so sometimes, 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 that's why I, I don't get on that soapbox. I give people congratulatories, but that's just being courteous. But do I believe they need that? Absolutely not. Because when you look at David and Daniel and Joseph and Jesus, oh God, help me today. Let me stick with my journal. As I was journaling, as I was saying, this week, now I'm back to reading my journal. This week, I was asked three questions which required diagnosis to the identification of the nature of each of the problems. Therefore, by examination of the symptoms, this is what Jesus said. A physician should heal thyself. Whatsoever we have heard and learned, do also. The moral of this proverb in general within itself is also a criticism of hypocrisy. How can you attend to one's own defect before attending to those of others. The moat and the beam came to mind from Matthew 7, 1 and 5. Thy hypocrite first cast out the beam out of thy own eye to see clearly to cast out the moat out of someone else's eye. Hypocrisy is the practice of fringing And fringing is deception or falsehood, false statements that misleads and hides the truth. Oh, God, help me today. It promotes a belief, concept, or it's an idea that's not true. And how many of that applies to you? It is often done for personal gain or advantage. And then I put in parentheses at the checkout line. Because this is the Holy Spirit as I'm writing this. To give a false appearance of pretending to represent fictitiously deception. It's a propaganda and a sleight of hands. A camouflage. It's a distraction to conceal the truth and to deceive others, which requires also a self-deception. In bad faith, it's called beguiled, varying, deceit, a ruse, hypocrisy, often refers to advocating behaviors that one does not practice. Hello. They do not practice them for oneself. I say the biggest in the world are hypocrisies using the word love. Hypocrisy comes in many forms of pretense when engaging in moral behavior out of a desire for praise rather than out of genuinely pious. That's showing a dutiful spirit of spiritual and moral motivations, like Mother Teresa. Failure to follow one's own expressions of moral rules and principles. Rather, I see more principalities. Now I want to put a pen right there for a second. Because in my journaling, you know, the Holy Spirit stuff just be flowing. It's like if I had a if I had a dictator taking taking notes or addiction, maybe that's what they're called. I could just write books for my thoughts, just surmountable amount. 
Because as I'm writing, I'm thinking about people in the ministry, leaders. Let me be more specific. Leaders this morning. The Spirit was dealing with me about these leaders and people with these positions. And they're operating in hypocrisy. And they're advocating behaviors that they don't even practice. Oh, God, help me today. And then sometime, now I'm out of my journal. I got to talk to you for a minute. I had to put a pen there for a minute. And see, sometimes that's how I ponder as I pray. And I know for many, 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 many years, and even as a young girl, you know, people used to say, thank, can't nobody tell that freedom nothing. But I'm going to tell you something. As a child, I saw so many spirits of hypocrisy. I saw, I saw and heard so many people, they'll say one thing, and I watch them as they do something else. That's why I always was watching my grandmother, because I never heard her say an unkind word about a human being. Now, listen, you got to grab this. But everybody, oh, God, help me today. When I say everybody, I mean everybody else in the whole world that came into our presence, they enter, they exit, everybody. I never, ever, ever heard other people who never talk bad about somebody. So with me, with me, with me, with me examining this, I got my grandmother under the microscope. Okay, why she not acting like everybody else? Why she don't gossip? Now, Ma used to say, don't judge. And that's all Ma said, don't judge other people. God don't want us to do that. So I'm, I'm trying to understand, though, if God don't want us to do that, why is the majority, and when I mean the majority, I mean the 99%, because my grandma was the 1%, why is everybody else doing it? Why everybody else come, everybody come around and talk about somebody? Oh, did you hear about that? Oh, you heard about that? Oh, this is what I heard. I never, ever sat among anybody that did not gossip but my grandma. I'm being honest, truth. That's why I don't fall out with folks. Because I'm going to tell you that's the hypocrisy. If you fall out with somebody for gossip, when you gossip too, you a hypocrite. Oh, God, help me today. Now let me get back into my reading. Hypocrite, hypocrisy often refers to advocating behaviors that one does not practice. Hello, them own selves. The biggest, the biggest moral rules and principles, and this is why I say, rather, I see principalities, them spiritual wickedness from high places. And I said in my journal, one of the biggest ones is claiming knowledge that one may lack. They don't do it themselves. I don't care how many times people preach about God. If you're not practicing what God say, that's a spirit of hypocrisy. And it moves from moral, principi- moral principles into principalities. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. No, no, no. The other one I wrote in my journal is claiming loyalty that one does not possess. That's why, that's why I don't fall out with folks. And that was something I had to share to the other person. I'm out of the journal now. Let me put a pen right there and tell you this. I said, but look, this is what I don't understand about this relationship. Because one of the persons talked to me about a relationship between them and their mate, their man. Okay, but you're looking for all this, but what part do you play? So I gave them some of my testimonies. And I, and I said, I, you got to get out of that blame game and that name game. Because why are you staying there if it's that bad? That's my question. If it's that bad, why are you there? So if you feel that you're being used, let's turn the tables. Why are you there? That's the hypocrisy. You use it too. You just use it in a different way. And now that's the diagnosis. And like I said, sometimes the doctor may have to tell you something that don't feel good or don't sound good. Oh, God, help me today. In order for you to be healed. And we got to get out of that spirit. 
of always thinking that everybody got to give us an encouragement message, an empowerment message, an inspirational message. Okay, well, let the doctor keep telling you all this good stuff about your condition that's bad. Hello. And how you going to be healed? How you going to be treated effectively to extend the longevity of your life? And I'm not just talking about life on earth. I'm talking about eternal life. That you can have a life and have it more abundantly when you get healed. I'm not patty-caking people in the process. I might have to share some bad news with you. I'm the bad news doctor. But I'm the doctor that loves you for real, for real, and wants you to be healed. Because that's what a real doctor do. He gonna give you the best treatment to heal you. And sometimes those treatments may not feel good. Sometimes the things he say may not sound good. But listen to me, if you gonna be healed, oh God help me today, the treatment must be executed. And that's a free will choice. That's why I said I don't fall out with people. Listen, you shouldn't fall out with me because that's a choice. Do you want to take this treatment or not? That's a choice. Now, let me get back to my journaling. So, what I wrote, what I wrote, people will claim knowledge that one may lack. People will claim loyalty that one does not possess. We're talking about hypocrisy. Don't get it twisted. Or don't stay twisted. They will claim an identity that they don't even possess. Hello, that's hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is an economic, cognitive science. You got to grab this. And the reason why God been dealing with my spirit on it, because I've been watching it for so long. And, that, and that's why I'm saying, people, you say, how oh, can nobody tell that? You, you're a hypocrite. And I'm supposed to listen to you? I didn't get it twisted. And when the times I did get it twisted, I didn't stay twisted. I'm going to tell you what my problem was. Trying to be a savior. I got in relationships always thinking I can help heal somebody. But that's what God had to teach me. That's why I was naive. The doctor don't heal you. The doctor diagnose you and provide information to treat you. Oh, God, help me today. You have to go through the treatment to heal yourself. And that's why I got mixed up, caught up, and I got it twisted. But I didn't stay twisted. Hello? Don't stay twisted. We can't heal nobody. Even if we're doctors. We can only diagnose and give the treatment. So back, so back, so back to the book. Hypocrisy is an economic cognitive science. It's cultural, psychological decisions, making them to fit what you want people to see, to impress, okay? But they don't fit the reality. For the kingdom of the most highest God, says it is a spirit. That's what God say. It's a spirit. Hypocrisy is a spirit. And let me tell you something about that spirit. Okay, it's a spirit, period. That spirit is evolutionary, is robbing, is killing, is stealing, and destroying morals politically, socially, and positive psychology. Therefore, the question remains, how do we heal as a whole? Well, I wrote in the journal, because I'm reading back, back to reading now. Stop judging and get the moth or beam out of one's own eye. Examine one's own ways. What do you do in a day? How much examining of your ways do you do in a day? How much time do you spend do, doing doing moral and spiritually correct words and deeds? And the answer for the treatment will begin to unfold and heal you. If you don't know 
how to study your Bible without going to college for it to teach you. Oh, God, help me today. Then connect to the right physician to guide you from your guile. In other words, the treatment according to Luke 9 and 23. If you want to make it into heaven, and maybe some people don't know this, but I can share this with you without going to theology school. If you want to make it into heaven, you will have to die to yourself. You will have to deny the desires of your heart if those desires does not coincide with the word of God. You will need to deny desires of your heart to your own way of achieving things and trust God and turn away from the ways of your old self that's wrong. I didn't say everything from your old self, but the things from your old self that's wrong and put on our new spirit in Christ. The word of God says, whosoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross. See, that's a whole nother teaching about taking up your cross. Daily and follow me. Daily. Not sometime, not on Sunday. Not on Wednesday night Bible study. Daily. When you set your daily calendar, and that, that, was my, that was my journaling for today. As I concluded, I, I wrote, all things are committed to us by the Father. All things. That's why I don't get the big head. That's why I don't get it twisted. It's not me or myself. And I see so much vanity and hypocrisy. It's not me of myself. That's why I can be happy. I can forgive. I can come as a little child because it's not me of myself. It's my parent, which is my father in heaven. And as Luke 10 say, and you know what? And I wrestled with that for years because this is what somebody said to me. And that was the conclusion of my writing for today. And somebody said to me something, you know, recently about teaching them Ahead of time. But see, this is the thing. It wasn't me. It was the God in me. It was the spirit of God in me. And this is what I had to start studying. I studied on Daniel. I studied on Joseph. I studied on Daniel. I studied on several children. Children. That came in this world. With the calling on their lives. And although they went through many trials and many tribulations, and they couldn't understand it. And so when Jesus was teaching in Luke 10, that's when he was saying, because, you know, one man ran up to Jesus and said, oh, I want to follow you. And Jesus said, well, foxes have holes and birds have nests, but I don't have anywhere to lay my head. So, you know, you're talking about following me. And then but Jesus picked a man out of the crowd and he said, you, you come follow me. But then that man said, well, I wait, Jesus, I, I do that. But let me go back and bury my father. And then Jesus responded to the man and he said, let the dead bury the dead. If you're going to come, follow God, follow God. Oh, God, help me today. Then there was another man that asked, can I go? And Jesus said to him. Well, you need to go give away everything. And he said, oh, that was a hard thing to do. I got many riches. See, this is, this is the thing that God had to teach me. That bless are the eyes to see the things that I see. Because I've been pondering this question, y'all. I'm going I'm to I'm be straight up honest. I've been looking at people not to judge them, but to, come, come, try, to try to make some sense of them. See, if people misunderstand, that's why I say you got to feel to what I say. But I guess everybody can't feel to in the spirit. This is not about no judgment. This is about why do people choose to do the things that they do and then tell people they love God. Tell people they know God. Try to tell somebody else how to come follow a God that they ain't even following the right way. Hello? How you going to tell your children and your grandchildren to follow after a God that you say you serve wholeheartedly, but every time you get in your heart, 
cruelness, you talk to them any kind of way. Every time you get cruelty in your heart, you hang up on folks and be glad to say you hang up on folks. What kind of spirit is that? Every time you purpose in your heart that you want to treat somebody a certain kind of way because you're offended about what they said. And these are the things that's a hypocrisy. And let me tell you something. I was watching that spirit from a little girl. And that's why it behooves me when people think your grandchildren and children not watching you and you trying to figure things out. Let me tell you something that I can wholeheartedly say throughout my entire life, you know. <laughs> I believe at some point in time, see, this is where we have to have some spiritual maturity. Children going to talk about their parents. But my grandma showed me through her example, parents don't have to talk about their children. They don't. Because my grandma showed me, you can do that. And boy, she had some rough riders. I'm just saying. Especially with the boys. Now the girls, they was all kind of okay. But still, I never heard my grandma. Never, ever, ever. I heard people in the streets. I even heard my granddaddy say things. But my grandmother, I never heard her speak spoke a utter or a mutter concerning her children. And I thought that was the most amazing thing in my life. You know, because some parents going to make some kind of judgment. Well, that boy know he knew better. Or that girl know she ain't had no business doing that. Or this child, I mean never. And so as I watched her, even though I didn't practice it, hello, I know it's possible. That's what I'm saying. It's possible. And so people don't have to do things. But see, me, I'm going to keep it 1,000. See, I'm bold like that. I'm going to tell you I'm guilty. Hello. I'm not going to be no hypocrite. Now, people don't call me a lot of things. But a hypocrite, I am not one. Because I let folk know I cast judgment. Yes, I gossip. And yes, I talk about folk. And this is why I do not fall out with people who do it against me. Hello? Because otherwise, I would be a hypocrite. And someone else would listen. You got to get this. You know, yesterday when I was journaling, the Spirit of the Lord dealt with me out of the book of... Uh, let me go back to my yesterday journal. Listen to me. I'm telling y'all, this thing been getting deep in my loyalty. Not, not loyalty and love. Wait a minute. That's, that's before that. Three places. And, and, I, and I'm not going to release that today. But, but, but in that, you know, the Lord dealt with me out of Proverbs. And this is the reason why I tell people, I don't, I don't, I ain't mad at nobody about nothing they said. Nothing they even did. You know, I've had people to take from me. Well, I've literally had people to steal. You know, somebody stole my jewelry. I mean, every single piece that I had in a jewelry box, the whole box, they took the whole box. There were some memories in there. I don't know who stole it. I can't prove who stole it. And I used a lot of hours and days searching my house, turning it upside down. But, you know, when I'm walking and talking to God and I'm saying to God, you know, whoever will put somebody in this position to have to walk in a house and look for stuff. That's a cruel hearted person because everybody know uh, either a, a, a person overtaken in a fault. They might got an addiction. But I said, Lord, you know, that's just so cruel and evil to put anybody in that position. But this is what God will do for you. See, when you come as little children, oh, God, help me today. The Spirit of the Lord set me down and say, stop looking at freedom. You know, I cried a little bit because I had some sentimental pieces from back in the 1980s in there. And it was broken pieces, but they were still sentimental. So you know what? God said, release it. Let it go. Because you know the word. You know that nothing anybody do wrong is not going to be reaped on their trail. They're going to have to reap that and eat that. And the sad part about it is somebody I let enter my house. And I don't let everybody in my house. 
And so I said, well, God, because he said, well, you in a position. Maybe you should start out. I said, I can't afford to buy all them pieces. He said, well, get little bit by little bit. And, but you know what? As time moved on, I don't even want it. I don't. I never really liked gold jewelry anyway. Th- that's why I didn't wear it that often. But, 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 but you know what? That's how you get over stuff. And so this is why I try my best to preach and teach to people what thus saith God. Because except we come as little children, we're not going into the kingdom of heaven. I just need people to know that. All that holding and harboring and hating and begrudging people about stuff and things. But remember something that I put in my journal this morning that became very profound to me. When it says in this writing, failure to follow one's own expressions. How can you be expressing your love for people and God and you fail to follow that? How can your moral rules and principles become principalities? How can you claim knowledge, but you lack to execute it? How can you say you loyal, but you always possessing a spirit of bite biting and discord and trying to tear folks down and break folks down. Let me tell y'all something. Them three questions that was asked to me. I was I was wavering whether or not I was gonna share the questions, but one of them was about an eating habit. And somebody asked me, why don't I eat meat? Why don't why do I eat meat? I'm sorry, why do I eat meat? Because I was explaining to them a way to keep your digestive system flowing. You know, when I gave them some of the tools and tips that I use, my smoothies and juicing and whatever in my regularity, because they were having problems. And they said, well, if you eat like that, that healthy, why do you eat meat? So I said, well, why not? <laughs> I mean, meat ain't did nothing to me. And, 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 and this is where I'm, I'm saying this because this is where I go back to my childhood. Where all the majority of the people, everybody that ever came and sat in the yard, hello, sat in the house, hello, I eavesdropped. That's why I tell people, I, when the Bible said, be slow to speak and quick to hear, I promise you, I, I hear quicker than I speak. So in my, in my, in my analogy, I do speak slower than I talk. Hello. I mean, I do speak slower than I hear because I hear real good. So let me tell you, I was eavesdropping and this is the way to eavesdrop. You got to be cunning. It's a skill. And I learned how to hear from a distance as a child. Because I used to practice. I, I used to say, okay, now if I get under the sofa, I must lay very still. I must keep my breath from breathing hard. I must just tune my ears so I don't miss nothing. Because I'm trying to catch. Y'all got to get this. My grandmother gossiping. I just wanted to catch her. So I could finally say that she, everything she had been teaching and driving in me, she was guilty. But she passed the test every time. That's why I got an issue with lying parents. Don't lie to your children. You be lying on people, sowing discord, because you ain't learned how to be loyal to somebody. You sowing discord even in those kids. And you're doing a destruction. And God is going to hold people accountable. Let me tell y'all something. My own children. And I know my oldest children. The two I raised. They used to be very perplexed with my personality as a parent. My last three children, I think they kind of got it. They kind of understood me better. Let me put it that way. They understood me better. And I'm going to just have to say this. And this is what the Holy Spirit led me. Because they had a different. Well, they was born in a different time zone. But they also came underneath a different birthing. And, and that's a whole nother teaching. You, you, you really have to really 
when I say a different birthing, because I consulted God about this, I said, okay, so what's the difference between the older set and the younger set other than the dispensation of time frame? You know, different eras of, of being born. But God told me the, the, the relevance of when you have children in marriage than unmarried. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. It ain't to throw no stones. I'm just telling you. God said, because you operated their birth under my word. And my word say, if you marry, else were they unclean, now they're clean. Now, that don't mean that they don't have no faults and no sins. That means that their ability... To absorb and embrace things more openly was activated. And I had to examine that. And see, this is why I always encourage people, you got to examine yourself and get the answers from the word of God. And so back, back, back to when I was raising my first two kids, I I was like a hard taskmaster. Because I wanted them to get it. I mean, my love for them two kids I was raising, I just wanted them to be the best that they could be. And I wanted to pour and pour and pour. And I didn't realize I was teaching them ahead of time until one of them brought that to my attention. They said, Mother, you kept pouring so much stuff in us, we couldn't grab it. You was doing that, that, that future teaching. But I just wanted them to understand, be a hard worker. Don't steal. Don't lie. Don't cheat. Oh, God, help me today. Don't do anything that's going to cause you to be hurt, to be harmed. Don't create enemies. Don't judge. I taught them that. My oldest son, I threw it back in my face because he said, Mother, you always taught us don't judge. But now, see, my daughter, she was too busy. I think playing with Barbie dolls, she just didn't get it. So by the time she finished playing with them Barbie dolls every day, she didn't realize she done bypassed all the foundation that I'm putting in her and my oldest son. I'm raising two kids, a boy and a girl. He grabbing it, and she's not grabbing it. So by the time she reached the age of middle school and thought she, she done missed all them years of teaching because she was playing. And then she just saw me as being this hard and horrible mom. But she done miss all the good fruit of the teaching. And so this is what happens with people. And when they miss something, they get to move it in the hypocrisy. And they don't understand because they're living in the deception of decisions. And they don't know who to listen to. So they get to running around the world and same song. And getting all this feedback from this song. And then they get lost in the shuffle. Until she brought something to my attention the other night. Because I couldn't understand why she run around in the church all the time. And you ain't got to the place to be better. But we were having a conversation the other night. And I said some of these leaders. Oh God help me today. They cannot lead me from the back door to the back porch. Ain't no way. I cannot believe so many leaders operate in the spirit of hypocrisy. They don't love their members. Oh, God, help me today. They don't love their sheep. I'm telling you, I'm looking at this stuff. And they they don't position them for these positions. They don't train them. They don't teach them. They don't, they don't teach them how to be disciples. They're not teaching people. They just guiding people. I said, and they're blind leaders. Oh my God, of the blind. So then you know what my daughter said? She said, now you 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 got it, mother. I said, God, what? <laughs> she said, I've been trying to tell you. Then a light went off. I said, you know what, then, baby? I am so sorry. Because out of all them churches, you done ran in and out. If that's what you've been getting, oh my God. I said, my heart aches now more than ever. Because I'm thinking, because she running around in all these churches, she ought to know better. But then when I told her that these littles cannot lead me from the back door to the back porch, don't get it twisted and don't stay twisted. She said, you mean from the kitchen to the living room? And she started laughing. I said, no, that's too many steps. I ain't going that many steps with them. Because 
they full of hypocrisy. They worrying about their car. They worrying about their clothes more than they worrying about souls. And this is what I see. This is what my eyes see. And so, you know, I've been praying in the process. What is going on, God? I don't want to see another person that think they a fashion model. I don't give a flying fish about what a person clothes and they call. I could care less. And I've had people to come up to me and they think, listen, I'm happy for you. But that ain't got nothing to do with Jesus. That don't impress me if you on your platform for people's souls. I don't give a flying fish what you look like. If you own now to save people's souls. Now see, 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 this is where my perplexity comes. Because you can establish your social media pages to say you up there to minister for the soul and salvation of people. But it seems more like to me, I'm just talking about what my eyes see. It's more about what people can see you look like. Or hear what you got. Where's the message in that? Because I'm going to tell you something. If you don't believe this. This is the stone cold truth. People will get distracted sometimes. With too much. Glitz. Too much. It's just too much sometimes. And you know, I don't say nothing because that ain't my platform. So, you know, in my studying today, the spirit of the Lord began to say, you know what you equipped to do. And see, like I tell people, this is nothing new. I take no glory. I take absolutely no glory. Because, see, I don't get it twisted. And I ain't never stayed twisted about these words right here can do nothing without God. I am nothing. And I don't try to be something. But a disciple and a child of the most high God. The Bible says when a man think that he's something, he's nothing lest he fall. I got that and I ain't got it twisted. The Bible says, unless I die daily to myself, what does that mean? That means I can feel like I don't want to call somebody on their birthday, but the Holy Spirit said, well, you got to die today and call them and say happy birthday. I may feel like I don't want to help somebody because they ain't called me in a month of Sundays and now they in trouble, but I got to die daily and do what God instructed me to do. And he said, but when they was sick, you were supposed to call and check on them. When they was hungry, you were supposed to feed them. When they was in trouble, you were supposed to encourage them. That's where your encouragement come. But when you got to stand and teach the word of God, you got to give them a dose of medication even when it don't taste good that it can treat the condition. Oh, God, help me today. And that's where I stand. And it's not about what I drive. It's not about what I look like. It don't matter if I put on makeup or earrings or weave or nothing else to treat you for your condition. And I ain't got it twisted and I'm not staying twisted. I ain't got it twisted. And so sometimes when I look at all this stuff and I see a bunch of vanity and vexation, I say, God, what's that about? And then they wonder, they get on the phone. And I got caught up for a minute. People get on the phone just to gossip. They, listen, let me, let me say that again. They get on the hello phone. That's what I call the hello phone. Them calls that going to send people to hell. Hello on the hello phone. It's no longer the telephone. It's the hello phone. And they purposely get on their phones to gossip. And I had to back back like the little kids. Because, see, that's what I am. Except you come as little children. People get in their feelings and then they run to the wrong doctor. That's why a lot of folks still sick 
and they can't get healed. They got it twisted. And they have stayed twisted. You can't be running around asking every doctor to treat you. Because I'm going to tell you, some doctors will tell you what they want you to hear. Oh, God, help me today. Just to get your money. And I mean that literally as well as spiritually. Some, Some ministers, some people in the ministry, let me put it that way. That's why I'm not big on appointing and assigning people titles. Some folk need to take them titles off their name. And they don't listen to people who leading them astray. Just because you demonstrate you will help folks don't make you no evangelist. Because requirement of training. This is the thing about Jesus. Even though he picked the disciples, he trained them. He taught them. Oh, God, help me today. Before he elevated them, he didn't even give them power. Study the word. He didn't appoint them with no power and authority until they went through the training. And you got some people want to call a position of a person and, and they ain't been through no training. I'm just saying they need to go through some training. Just because they run around and get some clothes, some people just got a given spirit. But they don't know how to do the work of an evangelist. Oh, God, help me today. Listen to me, y'all. This hypocrisy spirit is, 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 is evolutionary. That means it's on the rampage. And that's why the Bible says in these latter days, people are going to be greatly deceived. There are so many people being deceived by people who are dishonest. They trust the wrong people. They listen to the wrong person teaching them. They let the person with the hypocrisy spirit pastor them. They let people with a hypocrisy spirit point them in the direction. That's another deception of hypocrisy. I'm not finna point nobody in a direction in no relationship if you ain't trying to be married. I'm just saying, hello. Marriage need to be on the table. And not just married to be married. But I'm going to add to that teaching being equally yoked. Now, if you tell a lie, hello. That's what back to the, the doctor give. Remember, the doctor only give treatment and information. Now, it's up to you to be honest about your condition. Before the doctor start trying to evaluate See, I'm not running no diagnostic tests. I'm going by what people tell me. And if you tell me and you know you twist it, then you need to get somewhere and learn who you are before you try to get with somebody else in a relationship. That's all I'm saying. Find you first before you think a man need to find you. Like the Bible said, he that findeth the wife findeth the good thing. That is true, but find you first. Before you want somebody to find you as a wife to marry you. Clean your house. Learn and do what you need to do in your extra time. Practice cooking or go take some cooking lessons on YouTube. I'm just saying. If you want a man to stay in the palace as a king, you need to learn how to be a queen. I'm so sick of all that hypocrisy. Oh, don't tip my crown. You Who gave you one? You got it twisted. I'm just saying, make it match and make it make sense. You don't get no crown just because you want to call yourself a queen. You got to go through the protocol. Hello and the process. And they be talking, don't knock off my crown. Who who put one on your head? You don't get a crown just because you a black female. Hello. See, that's that diagnosis of the truth that people don't like to hear. But I'm just trying to help somebody. You don't get a crown just because you are black and you are female. Listen to me. That's not how being appointed a queen work. And y'all get on this sisterhood bandwagon where everybody think, don't tip my crown. Don't tip my crown. Well, what? Did you understand? Go get an encyclopedia and define the requirements for a queen to wear a a crown. Hello. And on that note... (laughs) 
because I don't want to ruffle no feathers in my diagnosis today. May the blessings from heaven flow, fall, fall down into your life. Meet all of your needs, even the things your heart desire. And may you continue to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prosper. And until the next podcast upload, may this message continue to resonate and download in your spirit. And may you be transformed by the renewing of your mind to not get it twisted and stay twisted. And until the next time, I love you all. I truly mean it. God bless and bye for now.